0: Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment presents The Process. Welcome back, everybody. It's your boy, Ralph. We're here at The Process. We're talking about fantasy football. It's Friday night. We're just going to get into it. Oh, so excited to be talking about week two, reviewing week one. How did it feel? Did it hurt? Show me on the doll where he touched you how, how, how do we do after week one hopefully everybody's fantasy week was fantastic but either way we're here to uh review it get over it get on because we've already got week two it's friday night y'all so you know we're talking some football here before we get too far into it welcome to our first time offenders our new listeners we're excited to have you this is tiger bomb sports audio Entertainment. the process that's the whole point guys we follow the process from beginning to end we draft well we play fantasy football well. Seasonal might get boring because we do that. So we switch to DFS and we try to maintain our dominance over there. At this point, any and all comers will take you in any and all formats. This is the best free information available, in my opinion. If you are a repeat offender, you've been listening already. I love a hard head. Welcome back. For the new guys, though, let's get it established before we get on with our show. Where can you find us? Couple of places. www.tigerbombsae.com. That is our website. Tiger Bomb has a host of podcasts. You could listen to the process. There's also the Heart of the Order if you're into baseball or if you like uh True Crime or NASCAR, we've got something for you. So you can check that out there. The process has its own page. Click on the process page. You can listen to this podcast there you can watch this podcast there this podcast is available on youtube search for tiger bomb sports Audio entertainment click it baby like and subscribe you can do the same thing if you're listening on an app that you like to listen to your podcast on spotify itunes stitcher wherever just search for tiger bomb sports Audio entertainment it'll come up like and subscribe you can catch all the episodes of the process and everything else too in addition to that, if you are a social media person, you can find The Process on Facebook and on Twitter the same way, at TheProcessTBSAE.com, at TheProcessTBSAE.com. That's it, guys. That's how we can stay involved. And so uh, before we hop into everything that we have for this week and get into our normal show, bit of a longer intro because we are going to review so much of what we saw in week one first of all we got to have a come to jesus moment we got to talk about the results my results from the fantasy football dfs aspect seasonal we crushed it seasonal didn't win across the board had a couple of uh two leagues in particular where explainable things like i played acres over henderson and uh opposite guy had the bills defense go off and according to some other things so all pretty explainable with the two losses but Mostly a lot of dominance. Love to see most points week one in your league. That means we did our job. That means the process is already onto the right path when right out of the gate, nailing so much of what we saw after a summer's analysis of who will play what role. This isn't so much about isolating certain plays or players it's like understanding the systems understanding how they match up versus the other systems defensive and offensively and being able to exploit that on a weekly basis that being said the dfs side of things wasn't as pretty we did return some money back but you got to go green man we got to be clearing more than we put out and that wasn't the case this week primarily because let's be real the the, the if you play off of this The cash game lineup just wasn't cash money. Now there's some things that we could explain away: Higgins concussion, he left the game early, whatever. But a lot of this other stuff didn't work. Now what did work was there's a tournament lineup did very well. Play action, the play action, uh, the mini play action on DraftKings placed you know fairly high in that draw back some money for the coffers. But the point is not to draw back some money for the coffers. The point is to crush it every week. I think last year I actually didn't play much in week one. Just put a few feelers out there, but I went hard for you guys in week one. You can't really believe in something unless you put your money where your mouth is. That's what I did in this week. Not wait till week two, week three, till we kind of know. Kind of you know, you know, string you guys along for a couple of weeks. Maybe take credit. No, 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 no. Put my money where my mouth is in week one. A lot of it didn't work out. Some of it did, though. And we learned. We learned. That's the most important thing. not ashamed of coming up short when we were just all kind of, you know, trying to figure it out at the same time. Now, what happened this week probably won't be happening the rest of the weeks moving forward, and it's certainly not acceptable. But we learned a lot of lessons, and we did have a tournament lineup that, approach the opportunity to bring back even larger money. So just gotta be more savvy on the contest. DraftKings making that a little bit harder, but we gotta stick to our guns there. And just stick to the program. The seasonal aspect proves that the program works. I'm not gonna get bummed out because I lost one of my league games because Cam Akers, you know, didn't play and Daryl Henderson did. Upside, y'all. We know how to handcuff. So in that league, and that and that's a and that's a uh pro football fantasy football championship league. I got them both. I handcuffed them both in the professional league with dudes that play for money all the time. You could do it. You could do it in your draft. So not gonna harp over spill grapes or whatever. We're just gonna keep moving forward. But that's the come to Jesus moment right away to start the show. Now, besides that, let's review what we saw so we can get into our dominance for this week a lot of stuff to run down as from thursday as we review thursday just one note i know we talked about it last week but in retrospect i would be remiss if i didn't tell you guys this as long as allen can excel in the quick game against the two high shells and simultaneously take advantage of the rare deep ball opportunities when the defense rotates to the single high then the bills are going to be tough to beat they're going to be tough to beat if that's going to be the case all year long. Moving along, the Bengals O-line gave a lot of time for Burrow. And I am I see Burrow looking downfield in this game against the Steelers and forcing it. We said the Steelers are going to win this game. I didn't exactly see this happen. He was forcing it downfield. Had to get rid of it a lot quicker last time. Uh, o- overtime helped him pay off this week. But uh, something interesting The one thing that people have been saying is if he had a better O-line, if he had a better O-line, it appears to have been the Achilles heel last week because of the unfamiliarity with playing with such protection. He just kind of was laying out back there. Bear's best teammate showed up, the weather. Taylor scored a lot of points, Jonathan Taylor, but $9,100 is a lot to pay off on DraftKings. And so just one thing to consider, you need your guy to go three and a half times X to win these tournaments and so it's like talking about a lot of points Jahan Dotson we talked about him a little bit in our couple of pods before the the season started stud two touchdowns won't always go that way he'll draw some more attention now but what we like is for McLaurin owners this is another viable weapon on the field that needs to be accounted before for Logan Thomas is also healthy now. So things are on the uptick for the commanders there. Flacco and Michael Carter prove what can happen when bad teams need to chase good teams. The Lions defensive coordinator, Aaron Glenn's got to figure it out. They had a lot of problems tackling. There don't still seem to be equipped to running the defense that they want to run there. DJ Chark saw a promising amount of targets. A lot of targets for him last week. That's interesting. And then golf, we know what it is. We could be cute about it, we could be sweet about it. He's the weak link of that team. It seems to be a pretty complete team outside of the stresses that he puts on them by his lack of exceptional play, we'll say. Uh Swift didn't practice a little bit this week, was uncertain, said he's gonna play against the commanders. I was liking Williams on the bench behind him had he sat, but with him out there, who knows, so I'm out. Jalen Hurts. One thing I saw that I liked, um, He had that shovel throw out of bounds when it looked like he was going to be tackled for a loss or tackled at the line of scrimmage. So important. If he's going to be able to figure out how to do stuff like that all year long, then he's going to be able to eat run losses and truly provide the option play like that. We talked about this a little bit. Now go back to those first two podcasts, singled out the Eagles offensive line a couple of times. I think all three podcasts, but Knew they had a good offensive line. Knew they were going to run all the guys in their running back group. Uh, But what we can say is I was wrong on A.J. Brown. Order of importance. He was up there. They did take advantage of that mismatch with the Lions secondary. But for the Eagles, piss poor tackling too, just like the Lions, looks like attacking these guys in the middle of the field with a tight end and the slot might work. Uh, But you'll need to keep up with them in terms of the Eagles because their offense is fire. Boston Scott, Miles Sanders, Hurts, all score rushing touchdowns. We have four dudes get in the box on the ground, I believe. Sanders is battling a four-way committee in Philadelphia. Gainwell is the passing down back. Scott mixes in on early downs. The Eagles have a quality offensive line. And if somehow Sanders found himself sharing only, um, you know, reps or Hurts, that'd be great, but that's not the case right now. He needs a lot of injuries for that to happen. Gainwell is a primary passing down back and might have the most to gain. Sanders or Scott suffering injury, Raiders they were terrible uh, against the pass. The play action and the RPOs killed them. I'm sorry, they were te- yeah they were terrible against the pass. Play action and the RPOs killed them. Arizona corners were stationary last week. That's something we'll have to take a note of moving forward. They didn't really move that much. Uh, Cardinals wide receiver Rondo more than practice this week. Probably not going to play. Andy Isabella also out. So this walking Corpse crew going to be the case again this week, just like usual in Arizona, not going to get out of this one easy. You guys are going to have to play your way out, scheme your way out, fight your way out. Titans, old line is trash. The Colts play five full quarters of football while most teams play four. And Matt Ryan still finished below average in fantasy points scored. So that's really all you need to know about that. If you like 352 in the box. Uh, When you're looking at his stats, Kelsey able to find his week one success in an unusual way, targeted six times while lined up as the furthest outside receiver, uh, either isolated or with a tight end lined up inside of him. He caught all six of those passes for 90 yards. So again, reading company, just finding Airbnb, just finding different ways to involve their superstar as he evolves. His career evolves. Very interesting to see at this stage of the game. Feels like the Ravens didn't want to tip their hand in a game they knew they would win, so they didn't really show us too much. Miami's defense led the way. Offense will need to improve a great deal. All right, guys, those are the things that we needed to talk about as far as last week goes. And so we can move on to where we're headed this week with a little bit of favorite segment for some of you. A little housekeeping there. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Me fluff your pillow. Me fix your team. Housekeeping. With a little bit of housekeeping. Going to keep it short and succinct this week. Just a couple of notes since we had a longer intro. Number one, overreaction is real. Why did you draft a guy if you're not going to stand by that. We can't be having this thing where you've already dropped 3 dudes on your team before we even get to week 2. Like what are we doing here? That's not what the process is. We have a we follow it to the T. And one thing you guys got to understand is early season usage doesn't always equate to late season usage. Different players come on at different times of the year. Offenses play differently at different points of the year. Injuries dictate things a little later. There's a lot of moving pieces. So you can't just be out. I've seen people dump acres. waiver wire acres. He's one injury away of being back in it. Why? We don't need to do that. We have to stick to our guns. We have to be patient. I know we've been waiting a long time for football. But we don't decide the championship in week one. We're on the road. And we're not going to sabotage ourselves by letting... Of the smallest sample in the world dictate what we do for the rest of the year just don't do it they want to do it let's let them do that we're going to stick to our formula six wins and three losses formula meaning only make significant moves if you get to three losses but you don't have six wins simple as that um that's going to be harder for some of you than others but it's important that you give your team room to breathe and that's simply enough anymore you're in trouble second housekeeping note of the third of the three that we have this week has to do with the statistics you guys haven't heard me label off a lot of stats yell off a lot of stats yet rule of thumb we need stats to talk about one is not a sample size two is not a sample size listen after week, so week five, we got stats because after week five, we have four weeks of football. That's a quarter of football. Used to be 16 games, four games, that's a quarter, that's 25%. Stats. Three games, maybe a trend. Not stats. Four is a stat. So we're going to wait till week five, but then we will start to rely on rankings, statistics. Ordinal numbers to help us understand a little more easily where we go until now we watch the game Look at what we see if you can't watch every game you rely on me Just know if you're watching the game turn the volume down if you feel like because the talking heads aren't going to help you They have a different agenda than what you and I have our agenda is to win to find the best play Their agenda is content. It's a little different. We don't have to knock them for it We're looking for different things Turning the volume down doesn't hurt you it helps you focus on what you saw. If you turn the volume back up at halftime and listen to what they say, you'd be surprised at how differently the perception is versus what you saw. But believe yourself, because you saw it. You saw it with your own eyes. You're not a liar. I don't think. Last, oh, not last. We have four. I'm sorry, I'm a liar. Third one. Tight end sucks. You can always stream your opponent's tight end if nothing else in seasonal. Tight end just sucks, guys. It's a barren wasteland. So upset with what happened in week one. Recommend a bunch of these dudes because we're just looking for the touchdown. If it's mostly anybody but Andrews or Kelsey. But we just didn't get a lot of love at all. Period. Whoa. A couple of issues there, but we're good. Um, So we're going to stay away from that. The other thing. um, This is the last note, actually. For receivers of all sorts, targets and air yards are something we can review To understand what the offense wants to do despite weekly successes and failures. Thus, giving us good predictors of future probabilities. So, not only targets, but air yards too. You have to look at, even if there's incompletions, we need to see how many times they went to this dude. Like 50 yards down the field or whatever. Super important. Especially in DFS if we want to win the money. All right, guys, those are our housekeeping notes for the week. So hopefully that house is nice and tidy as we head into week two. Let's play a round of Would You Rather. All right, so on to Would You Rather. And uh, again, same format as last week, actually not going to veer too much off the path from that. We'll go over about 12 different conundrums here. Seem to be the most uh, requested things. So Allen Robinson or Chase Edmonds, uh, you know, Miami going up uh, this week uh, in in a contest that I think they will probably have the opportunity to run the football a little bit more than they'll pass against the Ravens. I don't mind Edmonds, but I like Allen Robinson this week um, in an opportunity for the Rams to establish themselves, establish their offense, establish Stafford because this is like got to be like training camp for him now. He didn't really have a preseason, so I think you got to get that rapport built in. I like Robinson this week. You guys will see we're recommending him. Uh, Brandon Cooks or Rashad Penny, uh, it, you know I I think Denver's in a sucker game. It's going to be a tougher game than uh, oh I'm sorry not Denver Seattle. Seattle's in a tougher game with San Francisco. Uh, Meanwhile, Houston, that's who I'm thinking of uh, for Brandon Cooks, they're in a tougher game with Denver. I don't think Cooks has a real big path to victory this week. Penny, probably not either. But I would say of the two, I'm probably just going to go Cooks because they'll be trailing. I think there may be some garbage time. But he gets a lot of targets. It's just going to be tough. Allen Robinson or Jeff Wilson Jr. We'll go with Jeff Wilson this week just because he's going to get the most touches due to the injury uh, in the backfield there for San Francisco. So we'll take that opportunity. It's going to be heavily popular on DFS, though. So um, probably need to find another direction. Jeff Wilson or, or Chase Claypool. Again, Wilson, but I like Claypool this week. I think his depth of target is going to work out versus the Patriots. Um, they may be able to put a hold on Deontay Johnson. Najee's going to play. I, I mean, he's probably healthy. There's no injury designation. But, I mean, you know, do they really run him into the ground after that scare? I'm not sure. So, I do think Claypool's in play. But Jeff Wilson, probably. Damian Harris or Jahan Dotson? Jahan Dotson. I'll probably take Damian Harris, even though we all love Dotson, of course. Daryl Henderson Jr. this week or CeeDee Lamb. Got to go with Henderson. Uh, You know, Falcons were pretty stout last week on the ground, but, you know, Henderson should find some room. He has a definitive role. Lamb is relying on his backup, Cooper Rush. We'll have to see how that goes. Um, Not promising so far as the outlook, but who knows? They could surprise us. He did well last year, but you got to remember they had Cooper as well. So there's a lot less weapons to go around now. Gallup's not going to play little bit more to key in on lamb so uh precarious maybe so we'll take henderson bateman versus breeze hall um you know i think you gotta go with uh breeze hall because he actually got more targets than bateman last week He's a part of the offense, especially if they need to keep up or come back. They should need to keep up or come back this week, even though he's not the lead back. Michael Carter is. That should tell you how much I trust Bateman or lack of how much I trust Bateman. His role just doesn't seem to be solidified in any way that uh, we could take advantage of. So, I, I mean, I'm not really trying to have you guys bet on stuff that is unseen. So... DK Metcalf or Devin Singletary this week. Interesting one here. I think, uh, you know, I like Metcalf for DFS purposes. I really do think that there's an opportunity for him to, to, to shine. Um, as far as uh, Singletary goes against Tennessee, I do like him a little more, though. But, uh, but I will say the there are other weapons. And so while the opportunity on the ground looks solid – I just am not sure of what his role will be because of order of importance, we should say, right? So I'll say I'll actually just end up going with um, DK Metcalf in that scenario, okay? Um, but it's a close one. Cordell Patterson or Cortland Sutton? Uh, Patterson against the rim is going to have a tough time. I'd rather take a chance on Sutton, even though it's not a sure thing with Sutton because you've got Judy lurking around out there. Uh, You've got the running backs and Gordon and uh, uh, Javante Williams. And then you've got Albert O as well. So, Sutton, we don't know definitively what his peck part, you know, order in the pecking order is. But, um, you know, I think it's still an easier path than what Cordell Patterson is probably looking at this week. So, we will take Sutton, CeeDee Lamb, or A.J. Dillon. Uh, I'll go with Dillon against the Bears. Yeah. Yeah. We'll take Dillon over Lamb for sure. I don't think much explanation needed there. Melvin Gordon the third or Drake London this week? I'll take Melvin Gordon the third. He's a part of that offense, whether you Javante owners like it or not. Definitive role, goal line role. Drake London impressed last week, uh, but it's a tougher matchup this week. And so, again, I'll go with Gordon. And finally, Marquise Brown or David Montgomery? Now, I will actually go with uh, Montgomery. Uh, this is a tough one. I'm going to say Ma- Marquise Brown because the Cardinals will need to keep up. The Bears, I think, will also need to keep up. And so that signifies more passes than runs. And so I don't think Montgomery is going to be used so much as a weapon out of the backfield catching passes. That doesn't really profile for him. And I don't think the game's going to be close enough for him to uh, pound the rock, as it were. Packers should get ahead. So probably more of the bear is trying to keep up marquise brown i think he's in a great spot just because he has to produce he got a lot of targets there's not a lot of other healthy guys out there so now's the time for him to make a difference all right that is our would you rather now you guys know who i would rather and hopefully that helps you determine who you would rather coming up and now it's time for the process to reload Now, it is time for us to reload. We already had the Thursday night game where we saw uh, another in the epic battles between uh, the Chargers and the Chiefs. That's just going to be a forever thing or a long-time thing. I shouldn't say forever, but a long-time thing between Mahomes and uh, Herbert, I think, just because literally they're both so young. They've got a lot of future. It should be fun. It should really, really be fun. But... Um, He got injured at the end of that one, Herbert Ribs. Hopefully he's okay, doesn't miss time. Um, But the Chiefs were able to win, even though the Chargers were able to do everything that they wanted to do. The Chiefs are really good. The Chiefs are really, really good. And the road to the Super Bowl is likely going to have to go through there at some point. They're putting everybody on notice. Um, Mahomes doesn't seem to be affected by losing Hill. And uh, they just roll in the different usage in backs definitely makes sense because of the uh shortness of the week, right? And so it's kinda like all that, you know, sort of makes sense that this week, you know, or Clyde I was her you know, a hilaire or whatever because they ran Pacheco a little bit more in the opener. But that's all we really need to know about that one. Reload. Miami at Baltimore. Oops sorry guys. Miami at Baltimore. Uh so as far as this game goes, Miami played Baltimore tough. The last couple of times they played, last time in particular last year, they gave them a lot of problems blitzing them. We have the same staff minus a head coach, so we can expect a lot of the same. Baltimore did have some injuries in the secondary, just a couple of different injuries on the team. They're a little more healthier this time around. They should be getting J.K. Dobbins back. But I still think that this is a game Miami could win. Their defense should shine. You still got to believe in uh, uh, Jackson and his ability to pay off just because He's the only show in town for Baltimore, so it's going to run through him, trying to get it to Andrews. I think that's the play, of course. Miami path to victory against them, probably on the ground a little more, and so I'd expect to see probably Drake mixed in, but Dobbins too. I See, I'd love to recommend Dobbins, but Drake's hanging around. They trusted him so much after bringing him in just immediately, so I was shocked to see that, and uh, I'm not too sure that he goes away, although that's what we'd like to see, right? Um, but Miami, for their part, I think they try to run, too. With their guys, that'll be a little easier than trying to attack through the air, but they should have some success. The secondary's banged up a little. Peters is coming back. Um, they're getting a few guys back, but we're still without Kyle Fuller, and so, you know, you got to watch Tariq. He could be in play this week. That could stretch things out for some of the other guys. Gaseki, not so much. He's kind of out of place in this offense, but I think more like last week when we called the Miami defense. That was a great call. We paid down for them. I think the defense is for real. They show up again this week. I think they give um, the Ravens problems again. And I think they actually win this football game on the road and try to show that they're the real deal. It's a big football game for them. We're going to take them as upsets. Not just because I got the hat on uh, and I'm a Fins fan, but I, I think legitimately they um, schematically are in place to – give the Ravens everything they can handle and just losing Kyle Fuller is such a big thing for the secondary reload Jets at Cleveland DFS recommending the Jets defense to hang around and pay off that $2,200 salary on DK this week, but they'll ultimately lose this game. I don't think they're going to get blown out. Jets are going to try to uh, play tough. they know they played the Ravens tough last week. They want to play Cleveland tough as well. Cleveland's going to run the football. We know that Uh, people's Jones probably, see some of the looks um but again i'm not sure how much success he'll have he may open up things for uh i wouldn't even say cooper i mean you could you know maybe the tight end but honestly i'm just thinking hunt uh is the beneficiary here i like Hunt in this game chubb in this game i like the cleveland defense in this game i don't think they'll have to do a lot to win we know the kicker york has a leg on him i think cleveland will be able to kind of like you know tread water and take this one but the Jets aren't going to get blown out. We're looking at a dirty low game. They could Cleveland can probably win without scoring twenty points. Reload New England at Pittsburgh. We called Pittsburgh winning last week. Pittsburgh's going to win again this week. New England is not a terrible team. Okay, I don't want to have you guys think that they're super trash, but this is another bad matchup for them. Pittsburgh's got a pretty good defense. Mac Jones come, you know, going to be healthy enough to play. Who knows what we're going to get from him? Not excited to see what they can do versus Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's too dominant, so they they should. Uh, we saw them force Burrow to make a bunch of turnovers. I think mostly his decision with, like I said, too much time on the line. But we did see them have a heck of a defensive performance, and so with a much lesser offense here, we should see them do the same. New England should try to run a bit to offset the pass rush from Pittsburgh and maybe help out Jones some play action, perhaps. Um, but, uh, you know, the running backs probably have a decent chance of doing okay, but it's Bill Belichick. So we don't know which running check, what, running back, whether it's Damian Harris or Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, but we do know that Ty Montgomery is not going to play. So one less guy to worry about in the two headed monster, that's going to be their path to success is trying to slow this thing down. But another defensive one here, another gritty one here. I think Pittsburgh can force turnovers. Their defense leads the way. Friar Muth, not going to be as good as he was last week. He's still in play all year, though. But just this week, um, probably a tougher sledding. We do like Claypool, as we mentioned. Deontay Johnson will get some looks, but I think he'll be sufficiently covered. Pickens will be out there running routes, but I think he'll be more of a distraction, if anything. Hence, I'm narrowing it down to Claypool, especially with his depth of target around the line. Pittsburgh will win this one. Somehow, I think Trubisky gets the 2-0 Najee Harris, not a—he'll uh, run, he'll play. Dude's tough. He's gonna play. There's no injury designation. I think that running game, bad old line, good running back. So he's gonna play. So they have some running game there. I don't think he blows it out of the water though. Just coming back, reload. India Jacksonville. Indy's gonna get Leonard back in the middle. So I don't expect Brian. I don't expect uh, James Robinson to have a fantastic day on the ground. I do expect him to lead the way though. Uh, Jacksonville. I don't expect many bright spots for them. Not recommending a lot of their players. I think Indy defense has a chance to pay off and cash game premises this week. Thirty-five hundred dollars on DraftKings. Very interested there. I think Taylor has a way to pay off. So that's Pound the Rock territory. Their defense and Taylor. It's pretty expensive though. If you got the money, you can pay for it, honey. Uh, most of us probably won't though. Indianapolis, uh, as far as will they rely on the run? Pittman a little banged up. Why rely on the run when you got the hammer and the rock and the thunder behind the running back, right? So I expect Taylor to play and then Hines to get the uh, reps later on when they're ahead. That's what I'm looking at. Defense or offensively, as far as the tight end goes, so wrong about Mo Alley Cox out there running around a little bit, but they are sticking to their multiple-headed dragon tight end thing. So. We were all a little wrong. I was a little wrong. Bit in on some of the hearsay. We'll bow back out now. But Indy leads the way with the with the ground. A lot of those players in the wide receiver corps are banged up. Pierce, uh, Pittman. I'm, I'm not going to take that chance. They're going to go with what they know, defensive running back. But they'll win that game. Jacksonville, not aspiring play from Lawrence. Not the most terrible in the world, but it was not great. Um, Etienne, same thing. Robinson should take over for him. I don't think Lawrence will play good enough to activate the receivers here. Uh, You can take a chance on Ingram if you want to. I'm probably not going to. Jacksonville loses that one. Reload. Carolina at the Giants. Man, Baker. I I, I think this is going to be a tough game for them. This is a winnable game, though, for Carolina and for the Giants. The Giants, I think, have an edge, though. I, I like Saquon Barkley if not for the running, for the pass-catching ability, I think more so against this Carolina defense. And so he's in play. We don't know what's going on with the receiving core for the Giants and Danny Dimes. Like, there's a bunch of guys out there. We have no idea in what order they prefer them or who's going to play or who's in the doghouse. So we'll keep watching. But, as I said, Saquon Barkley is the engine that's making you run right now. The defense could play sufficient enough. Against this Carolina team, where I think uh, more of the focus should probably be put on Robbie Anderson, based on what we saw last week, and if that's the case, should open things back up against DJ for DJ Moore. I am not going away from him. I think this is another good spot for him. He's a great player. If if they're gonna give the main coverage to other guys besides him, let's let that happen because his true ability will shine through. This is a great opportunity for that, too. $5,700 on DraftKings. Oh, my own. Take a chance. Why don't you? Uh, As far as who's going to win this game, I expect Carolina to also run the football in the past with their back, uh, McCaffrey. So, you know, hopefully he can stay healthy in this one, give them an opportunity to get the ball downfield. Their offense should be able to move it okay against the Giants. The Giants' offense should be able to move it okay against Carolina. We have a good old fashioned football game. Mid-20s probably should come down to the wire. I'll give it to the Giants at home, though. Reload. Tampa Bay at New Orleans. Terrific Tom. Always has a tough time with the Saints. The Saints play the uh, Bucks very well. I think they'll do so again here. The problem with being so sure about it is terrible Jameis could show up at any time. Jekyll and Hyde mode. But we do expect them to have the opportunity to win this football game. The Saints defense should help keep the pressure on Brady. And offensively, James has all the weapons. Michael Thomas appears to be back and healthy. You've got Chris Olave out there. Jarvis Landry uh, making a difference on the under routes for sure. And Kamara's actually banged up. And so I think uh, when you look at what the path to victory is for New Orleans, probably going to have to pass it a little bit more. Even if Kamara was healthy, it's like he would be catching the passes because not so much running against Tampa Bay. But they'll have to uh, keep up. I think the defense will help them, as I said, though. That's what it's going to be. They'll do just enough. For the Tampa Bay side, Tom is uh, I, you know, running the football. I think you know this is going to you know, four nets in play for sure. You can't just let the Saints pin their ears back and go against you. Tom's receivers are all banged up. Evans is going to play and get the attention. That's what's going to happen. He's getting a shadow from Lattimore. That's what they always do. It's like you know war of attrition so you can't really recommend them a seasonal play him and feel good about it, but in DFS you probably stay away in my opinion. But uh, the rest of these guys are banged up. All of them are banged up. Julio sat some this week in practice gauge with the hamstring. I mean, you know, Godwin's not gonna play. You name it, he's banged up there. So that's why it's hard for me to trust any of those guys even in a tournament format. I do like Fournette, though. It makes sense that they will lean on him. Their defense will try to show up. This will be a tough one and a gritty one, but I think New Orleans wins it at home again. Reload. Washington at Detroit. Wentz played better than everybody expected last week. This is going to be a fun game. They can put up some points. Detroit will have to put up some points. I don't really respect either of these defenses. As far as Detroit goes, you'd love to play Swift and feel good about it, but he's banged up. I know he's going to play. I wanted to play Williams and hope that he would and hope that Swift wouldn't play, but he's going to play. So I'm out on Williams, even though he did score the two touchdowns last week. Vulture status, you can't chase that. We missed it. Um, As far as the rest of the Detroit offense, like I said, golf is kind of the weak link, but I like him this week for tournaments. There's so much around you, and his price is so low. Don't hurt me. You got to pay off in a game that you're going to have to keep up because their defense is trash. So I love him. Amon St. Round is in a great place. He was last week. I wasn't buying it too much. We played him in a tournament. We did cash in a little. But he's in a great spot again this week. Uh, Hawkinson, uh, arguably, but not so much in my opinion. Uh, DJ Chark, I like him more. He saw a bunch of targets. Loved his involvement. That bodes well for this week. On the other side, things I said they'll have to keep up. Gibson's in play. Uh, not really being vulture by McKissick, He caught six passes too, which is cool. Guy played wide receiver at one point in his co- college career. So, I mean, this is not like something he can't do. Um, I like that though. If he's going to be able to catch passes, that's great. More opportunity out there. We'll take that. Uh, as far as the wide receivers go, scary Terry. We like Terry McLaurin. Love Jahan Dotson from last week. Maybe he gets more attention. That's just good for Terry. Um, I don't think, you know, if people want to go to Dotson, let's let them do it. Let's, we can go back to Terry for the same reason people played A.J. Brown last week and expect some success. But like I said, Washington should be able to put some pressure on. When should be able to put some pressure on. I don't think they have a good defense, so Detroit should be able to respond in kind. This should be a back-and-forth game. I think, sadly, Detroit, it's a heartbreaker, and they lose this one at home. Washington finds a way to win. Those receivers are really dynamic, and they probably have a little bit more at quarterback. Reload. Seattle at San Francisco. Podcast people, what they know on YouTube that you don't. We think that Seattle has a chance to see Geno play decently again and keep up with San Fran. San Fran's got some injuries in the backfield already. Jason Varek can never stay healthy. A lot of these guys missing time. So I think there's some vulnerability there. Again, uh, last week, rain game. So I'm not taking too much from that. Uh, but I do think that on the Seattle side of things, they probably were pumped up. To face Russ Wilson at home, it was a very emotional thing. They're probably not as good of a team as what we saw. So each team is going to pull towards the middle and come a little bit closer to who they are this week. I do think that uh, I want to take a chance tournament side on Gino. He looked, I'm not, I can't deny it, y'all. He looked good. He looked ready to seize his opportunity. I want to see if he can activate these receivers. I want to play them in a tournament and see what happens because that's the path to victory against San Francisco here uh as far as running the ball penny is he in play Eh, Kenneth Walker's coming back so we'll have to see how that shakes out a little less interested there not worried about the tight ends this week I don't think that's a thing that's why I want to see if he can activate these receivers or if he uses his legs to keep the plays alive this is an interesting football game on the San Francisco side Trey Lance I think it'll be better sledding this week he can use his legs it won't be wet uh debo samuel will be in play he scored a touchdown last week he has a chance to rack up more numbers this week brendan Ayuk definitely in play this week love him for tournaments uh that flyer going deep he can catch a bomb pass if lance can get it to him no kittle this week um you know jeff wilson jr getting the run probably in play but these guys can't stay healthy i don't want to be in on it it's a multiple committee back they run so hard they all get so injured Um, But I I think this is a close game that I will say Seattle wins. Reload. Atlanta going to L.A. to face the Rams. Mariota produced last week. We like him for tournaments this week because it's an uphill battle, we're thinking. Even though defense is pretty good, they're going to have to try to put some points on the board. So I like him just having to do something all day. Will it happen? Who knows? But we're going to take a chance based on what we saw last week. Cordell Patterson, decent day on the ground last week. Don't think he'll be able to reproduce that against the Rams this week. Hence, thinking that they'll need to find clever ways to air it out, whether it's getting him the ball or Pitts or London. But you've got to try to get somebody involved. Zacchaeus is out there running routes. We'll have to see what they come up with. Rams will be tough. I think Stafford's fine. I think, like I said, this is preseason. They'll you know, they'll get more of a groove. Him and Cup, we know, have a groove. Cup should be fine. I think for DFS, he's going to be hard to pay off this week at 9,900. Woof, my own. But I do like Allen Robinson. I think they try to establish some rapport because it's in a game that they should be winning. I think Mariota probably can be competitive stat wise, but probably turns the ball over, maybe even a pick six, something like that. I wouldn't be surprised. So I could see a scenario where the Rams are uh, working in some of these other facets of the offense, getting things figured out while Atlanta, for their part, is trying to make sure that they're still in it, right? So, game that the Rams obviously went at home and get back on the winning side of things and start their season. Reload. Houston at Denver. I think Houston plays tough again here. Wrong guy's in charge sometimes, man. And love you playing for the Tide. That's not a good thing. That's not a motivational thing. But this is a tough football team. They actually have a rush with Jerry Hughes now. So, we saw that. I think it'll be... A situation where Russ has to get the ball out. Is he in play? Sure. But the running backs are also in play. So I think it's a balanced attack that can score points. But Houston is going to not just roll over and die. Again, defensively, I think they'll show up. They will bring that rush. And so maybe you try to run a little more. But we know the running game is split between Williams and Gordon. And so I can't favor one or the other except to say that I think or Gordon close to the goal line. But I think that's the path to victory. The defense for Denver probably shows up, but they're going to be tough. Mills going to make it tough on them. I do think that uh, the path to victory there, probably on the ground too, but I just don't think that their you know, running backs can get the job done, whether you're looking at Burkhead or you're looking at Pierce. And I wouldn't get rid of Pierce like we talked about in the housekeeping segment because Burkhead is 33 years old and playing running back. It's not going to hold up all year having that single position to himself and so don't buy into that but anyways for this game we do like denver i think it's going to be closer than what they would want but they will win this one judy like it um you could say uh, you, know, you know is anybody else in play sure we have to see what russ's preference are uh it could easily be sutton i know sutton's definitely in play this week but so are the running backs Uh, In the defense. But Denver World's reload. Arizona at Vegas. Arizona injuries. Excuse me. With the wide receiver again. And so they're going to have to play football. You're going to have to get it to um, Hollywood Brown again. Because there's nobody else. AJ Green. That's not a thing guys. We saw that. Hertz doesn't carry the injury designation this week. And so I do think there's a great opportunity to get Hertz involved. And I do like what they'll be looking for him for sure. So I like that he's in play. Connor's in play again this week. Love it. Uh, goal line touches, just catching passes out of the backfield. You name it, right? Like Connor's in play for sure. So it's Connor and it's Ertz and it's Brown. Those are the ones that I'm primarily liking from this Arizona offense. If Rondell Moore and company are going to sit, um, Kyler Murray. I don't think he can pay off his exorbitant salary in DFS, but for seasonal play, um. In a game that I think that they can play better than they played last week, but they're ultimately still going to lose. They're going to chase this game. The The Raiders are going to be in a different role than they were last week. They were chasing the Chargers last week, as we thought, and they couldn't keep up. But they're going to be the ones being chased this week. Devontae Adams definitely in play. Should be able to have his way, no problem. Don't see why that would be an issue. Like him a lot more than I like Waller this week because you know they're just going to go to Adams first. Nobody else really got targets we should look at, but you do have Waller and Renfro out there if you're curious. Um, but I would probably stick to Adams. Uh, I like Jacobs on the ground, but again, it's such a partial role that I'm not going out of my way for DFS. You feel fine in D- seasonal if you're rolling out with that. Their defense isn't too much to be scared of, which is why I think Arizona does a better shot than last week to, to put up some points to make it interesting. So Vegas will have to return in kind. Maybe those other two receivers do get activated. But uh, if that were to happen, I would say uh, order a preference at their Adams. Like Waller or Renfro, I'm probably going, you know, in this scenario, maybe Renfro. But definitely Adams, Jacobs in play. Uh, Vegas should win. Reload. Cincinnati at Dallas. Tricks on DraftKings, $2,200 for that Cincinnati defense. I think they're not as good as what we think. Dallas, I don't want to phrase that as saying Dallas is going to play better than what we think. I just think that the Cincinnati defense is not as good as what we think. We saw Pittsburgh, what they did to them last week. Um, I don't think that Dallas is going to have a huge amount of success, but path to victory has to be using the running back. So both Pollard and Zeke are going to get some run. Zeke should be able to catch some passes. That's check down work. That Cooper Rush can handle. I don't know if he'll be able to activate Lamb. I like Schultz. That's checked on work that he can handle. So that's three receivers right there. You can run some bunch packages. Bring out another tight end. That That's the best chance. I mean the O-line is stressed as it is. And so maybe bunching it up does help. But I don't foresee a lot. They're going to put stress on this Dallas defense. Dallas doesn't have a terrible defense. But they're going to have to play their butts off. To make up for an offense that I think is going to have problems. Um. You know, scoring a lot of points, but again, Cincinnati, not as good as we think on defense, and so those are the paths to victory that we just said. Those are the players. Gallup's not going to play. Noah Brown, probably not going to be effective. For the Cincinnati side of things, because Cincinnati's going to win this ball game, it's going to be their offense, not their defense that wins it, and so Burrows in play. Jamar Chase is in play uh Higgins I ah, wish we knew for sure I think he's probably gonna play i you know if he doesn't play Boyd for sure but even if he does play him and Boyd are gonna split the looks that I thought would go to him so I'm just not sure about there but Chase I'm more sure about mixing we like that definitely at the goal line for sure uh, not looking at hers too much I, I don't think this is his week to get established but Cincinnati should win this game reload Sunday night The Chicago Bears going up to Green Bay to face the Packers. Talked a little bit about this one earlier, too. Rodgers and company should bounce back and win this one. Uh, He fares fairly well against Chicago, usually. They're going to have Lazard back, it looks like. Uh, They should be able to run on Chicago. I like Jones and Dillon. I think Green Bay gets ahead, and so I like Dillon a little later, too. But I think the ground game definitely pounds Chicago a little bit um can they have success in the air sure i think he can activate a receiver or two i'm not looking at Tyan so much maybe lazard shows us what's up they want to get the offense rolling it looked like he's an integral part of it because he was the only player missing last week really and they couldn't really do anything it seemed like they were stymied without their guy quote unquote so he might be the guy so interest there but definitely the ground game against the bears so the bears side of things uh, talked about Montgomery earlier. I don't know if he'll have a chance to shine just because pack the victory against Green Bay probably does include running it a little bit. But they're going to have to throw to keep up. And, uh, you know, so that's that. I do think Khalil Herbert probably in play catching passes. Uh, as far as Bears wide receivers go, you know, you got Mooney out there. But I'm just not too interested in that. I think uh, the, the Packers secondary probably the better play their defense probably the better play bears just overmatched their offensive line isn't very good i looked at that game last week they are who we thought they were to quote denny green i think the weather helped them but they're still a team with a lot of deficiencies and that's going to show up this week now if we get weather and it's another weather game then all bets are off chicago knows how to play in bad weather then it comes right back to 50 50 chance on who wins that one reload on the monday night our last two games here so the first monday night game tennessee at buffalo tennessee is going to have their hands full of buffalo i don't think they'll be able to keep up it's going to be hard for henry to establish himself uh when the path to victory against buffalo probably is more in the air uh so you know you're looking at the likes of Traylon burks you're looking at the likes of Bob Woods I mean you know these guys should have an opportunity with Tanden Hill to shine a little and try to keep up uh probably Austin Hooper getting some looks too you would think in the end zone but it's all up in the air because it's not proven so we'll have to see if they can even pull it off right I don't think they're gonna win this game they're gonna try to pound it with Henry but if if Buffalo blows them out of the water who knows how successful that's going to be – they'll probably just have to go away from it anyway. On the Buffalo side of things, too much sauce, baby. Too much sauce for this Tennessee defense. I mean, Diggs, Gabriel, I mean, Crowder in the slot, like, you know, Knox, like, Singletary, everybody's available. Allen, it's probably going to rush one in. Like, it's just, Buffalo's going to roll. I don't think they're going to have problems with Tennessee. I think Tennessee's going to have a good game plan. I'm respecting the coaching. I'm respecting how they match up with Buffalo's coaching. They'll keep them in it. They'll they'll have some different looks to try to stymie the Buffalo defense. But uh, by game's end, Buffalo's going to take over. That defense is going to take over. Tennessee's offense is going to have some problems, especially with that O-line. And our final shot, so we're making a good one. Reload Minnesota at Philadelphia. Minnesota going to have a tougher matchup this week. Philly, their defense, probably not that great, though. So Minnesota should be all systems go. I do like Thielen the bounce back. We know he didn't do much last week. Try again. Tougher way to beat Philly is probably on the ground. So, you know, Cook, again, probably taking a backseat to the passing game this week. Uh, Irv Smith probably getting a little bit more involved. But if you haven't figured it out, Cousins probably should have a decent day. They'll have to keep up with Philadelphia, who in their uh, turn will also sling it. That's going to be an easier path to victory, I believe, as well. But they should have room to run. We know we can't figure out which one of those backs it is right it's like one of the we don't it's like they're running all three they're running the quarterback but offensively AJ Brown definitely in play uh, Devontae Smith definitely in play Goddard in play Minnesota uh, especially the secondary not that great so Philly should be able to put the pressure on um, and I think I'll last them I think Philadelphia is the real deal and this is a really good team facing another really good team. But I think Philadelphia will actually pull it out in the end. So that was our final shot. That's the reload segment for this week. So hopefully that gives you guys a better idea of what I think will happen with the contest this week and how the game flow will go. And hopefully that helps you make your uh, game selections. Now time for the part of the show where the process goes over our DFS fantasy football picks for the week. We'll go over cash game plays, tournament or GPP plays, and sometimes talk about stacks that you can use to leverage your wins for the week. Guys, we're going to move along to our final session, the uh, or segment I should say, the DFS picks from this week. And, uh, oh, that's the old sheet. We don't need that one. That didn't have the great picks. Here is the good picks. Going to keep it simple. Not going to pick a million things so I could be like, oh, I had you guys covered. Nope. Staying with my chest out here for you. So, quarterbacks, cash games, giving you two options. A more expensive and a less expensive. Lamar Jackson, $7,400. I know he's got an uphill battle against the Dolphins, but it's all him. Now, in true candor, I'm going with Mariota. $5,600. We talked about it in Reload. They're going to be playing from behind. He's going to have to do something. $5,600. It's hard for you to hurt me. We could pay that off. That leaves a lot of room for other stuff. We love Mariota this week. GPPs, tournaments for quarterback. Burroughs, $6,600. Golf, $5,400. Geno Smith, $5,100. That's how we're going to roll. Those are the five guys we're playing this week. Wide receivers, cash games. Adams, $8,600. dollars got to find a way to fit it in. McLaurin, $6,600. In the meet here, also with Hollywood Brown, $6,200. Jerry Judy, $5,600. These are cash game plays I feel confident about. And then Shark at $5,100. He could pay that off in a game we think they'll be able to or they'll have to try to keep up. Tournament wide receivers. Jamar Chase, 8K. They'll be looking at him. Samuel, 7,800. We want to take a look and see this week. I'm on Ross St. Brown, $6,500 tournament play because it, you know, could you say it's a cash game play? Yes, but it's going to be so popular. We need to find a way to use him, um, but get off that ownership. And so I think tournaments and not cash games. So that's why we play McLaurin at 66 in the cash games. And then we'll play St. Brown in the tournaments at 65 and just differentiate ourselves other places in the tournament. I'll probably put him in a Redskins line Lions lineup. Um, and have and have golf be the quarterback, not Wince. That's how we'll differentiate ourselves. That's why we're using golf this week, not Wince. If you expect Wentz to do his thing, then you expect golf to have to keep up. Fifty-four hundred dollars cannot hurt you. Wince isn't gonna throw for three hundred every week. Just re- realize that. Anyways, Metcalf sixty-three hundred dollars for tournaments, and Lockett fifty-six hundred dollars playing them with Geno. Uh, DJ Moore fifty seven hundred dollars. I also like Allen Robinson fifty five hundred dollars for tournament, and then Brandon Ayuk fifty one hundred dollars. So a lot of guys that you can mix in with some of those more expensive guys up top, and then tight ends. After that debacle last week, keep it simple. Cash games: Andrew sixty four hundred or Ertz forty five hundred. GPPs tournaments: Schultz fifty two hundred. Uh, should have a lot of opportunities with the checkdowns. Logan Thomas, back and healthy for the Redskins. But, he, you know, chances are he might lead the game. Who knows? That's why it's a tournament play. 3,400. O.J. Howard, 3K. He came in after just a one week with the team. Scored two touchdowns. He wasn't out there running routes. He didn't have high usage. But the reasoning in the play is not that we missed that we were wrong last week because we were right. He didn't have usage. You can't, like, that was, like, great he had the red zone looks and maybe they just worked on those plays but we can't guess on that this week you can look at it because he's got a chance to integrate into the offense more so he should know more so chances are that his uh number of snaps upticks versus where he was before so we could take a chance in tournaments running backs cash game taylor if you can afford it we just he's so expensive but you just know they're going to run it through him this week more feasibly, Connor sixty-nine hundred dollars Fournette sixty-seven hundred dollars. Feel great about those guys. Gibson sixty-two hundred dollars. We played him in cash game last week. Really, the only running back that paid off. Jamal Williams. If Swift isn't play, looks like Swift is going to play, so we won't go there. Tournaments though, for why for running backs. Saquon Barkley seventy-three hundred dollars. Joe Mixon seventy-two hundred dollars. Kareem Hunt, $6,600. Ezekiel Elliott, $5,900. And then uh, Michael Carter, $5,200. This is how we differentiate ourselves, guys. And then defense, we have to stay away from the obvious stuff. The obvious trap is the Bengals. $2,200 is the cash game play. Again, I think the Bengals defense is a lot worse than what we think. So tournament play. I'm not saying don't play them. Say make it a tournament if you want to play $2,200. But if you want a cash game $2,200 defense, play the Jets, Going into Cleveland, Cleveland with Brissett versus the Jets defense, $2,200. I don't think they'll kill us, guys. We might be able to get away with that. Uh, More feasible, Steelers, $2,800 in cash. Patriots, $2,900 in tournaments. And then the Colts, $3,500 in cash. Those would be the defenses that I recommend. So, guys, that's how I'm going to lay it out. That's the path to victory this week. 100% going to do better than we did last week. And we'll come right back here next week. And get you ready for week three. But good luck setting your lineups. You know how you can reach me. Uh, If we want to Twitter. Kind of hash it out before lock. Or you need some advice. Holla at your boy. But uh, outside of that. We'll talk again real soon. Peace. The process is brought to you by Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment.